0: This is what
1: gonna bring me up first. Is that what I do. <laughs> oh gosh! Turn my volume off. Why don't I hear this the whole time? All right. <clears throat> <laughs> hi. Hello. I'm BJ Hall. Welcome to Sunday in the Park with your host, Adrian. <laughs> actually say hi
2: to the people. Let me, Let me take, take myself, myself off mute. Hey to the people. How, How are you? Doing?
1: <laughs> First, I let me let me say I'm a little flustered. Um, did a lot of uh, moving around to get this one going. So, week 36. I'm BJ Hall, and we are here to bring you local news and highlight some of our small businesses and community organizations. This is week 36. Let's get it. I'm excited today. We have one of the most important groups of people here in the county. The equity task force the three-headed monster that is supposed to be bringing equity to our county shout out to them even though they didn't invite us to the table anyway but <laughs> um, but they, they are I guess we have dr. Um, Brewster here with us dr. Scott Smith with us and sheriff Cameron so it's gonna be exciting all right we um, quick shout outs shout out to the Sierra Club oh no Oh, go ahead. Wrong order.
2: That's okay. No, 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 <laughs> no.
1: I'm no. no.
2: No. So the first thing we really want to do is um, number one, extend our love and our prayers to um, Sheriff Jolie Somerville senior's family. Yeah. Um, he passed away April first, and um, um, there was his funeral was yesterday. Um, and it was an amazing send um, off. He was an amazing man um, of service to the community. Um, even the governor actually said that Marylanders from across the state paid tribute to his incredible life. Um, he made history as the first African American deputy of St. Mary's County, the state's first African American appointed and elected sheriff, and the sixth African American sheriff in the nation. Uh, he truly brought honor to the badge each and every day a badge that represented not just a job but his life's calling so please continue to keep his um, wife Dolores, daughter Terry, his sons Joey, Wayne, Daryl and Rodney and the entire staff uh, entire family um, in the prayers and the entire um, sheriff's department as well Um, and I have Sheriff Cameron um, popping on just to say a few words.
3: Hey, thank you, Adrienne. It was certainly our honor yesterday to uh, provide and render a final salute, a memorial to Sheriff Joseph Lee Somerville Sr., who actually hired me in July of 1980. Uh, myself, uh, Deputy Andrew Holton, um, were the only two active uh, members of the sheriff's office that Sheriff Somerville hired. But a lot of his former deputies uh, came out yesterday and to the prayers as well. Um, so it was a fitting tribute to uh, an icon in this community and a, a history maker.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much um, for those guys. So We did want to make sure we started our show off with um, um, just um, honoring um, the life, uh, the legacy of Sheriff Joseph Lee Somerville Sr.
1: And we have other shout-outs. Want to give a quick shout out to the Sierra Club. Uh, they had a really good uh, they had a really good um oh goodness, trivia night um this week. So it was right right before we had a question and answer for um uh, the Esmic, um the easement group there. With with our Commissioner O'Connor, O'Connor came and told the truth about the budget, um, and uh, we also had an opportunity to, to get out with a few local concerned citizens, um, and 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 try to emphasize the importance of House Bill six five five down in Annapolis yesterday. So that was um, definitely a good time. Appreciate all the people that came down um, and took time out of their busy schedules to. Um, to, to go to Annapolis and speak to our legislators about the importance of that bill. Um, and today was our faith campaign, uh, well the culmination of, of this portion of our faith campaign with Get Out the Vax. Uh, Dr. Brewster got 500 people out here and shout out to her and this outreach campaign. She's doing a really good job reaching out to different uh, segments of our community to ensure that everybody has access to the vaccine. So that is our shout out section of the day. And today we're not going to do much um, as far as uh, bringing news because we brought the news with our
0: guests.
1: We're going to lean on our guests to help us yeah. uh, bring the news to you. So what, what we plan on doing today is focusing on the, the county budget. Did you wanna talk about the budget? You wanna give them any any, any uh, highlights real quick?
2: Any highlights of the budget? So we'll just, um, we're actually gonna be looking at, just um, of course, um, looking at the budget for um, our Sheriff's Department, um, Board of Education, St. Mary's County County Public Schools and our Health Department. Um, and we also have our uh, special guest, um, Commissioner Down O'Connor here as well.
1: Roger that. Uh, being that we are in her house out here in the, in the vaccine central of St. Mary's County, we will go to Dr. Brewster. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the health department and how they uh, they have built their budget to help protect us from COVID this year and uh, future future pandemics, I guess. No, hopefully no future pandemics, but just protecting us from from different issues that we face on the health side of things. Dr. Brewster, thank you for allowing us to uh, come out.
4: Thank you, thanks for being here. And uh, just wanted to, as you were doing the shout outs, really wanna recognize the partnership that we have through Get Out the Vax with uh, the NAACP local chapter and also the Minority Outreach Coalition. Um, Everybody's pulled together to do a lot of work We did some neighborhood canvassing yesterday, uh, walking door to door to different houses and getting people registered. And we had our faith community really show up today and administered 500 uh, doses of vaccine this afternoon. So actually the whole day we did about 800. So it was great to see everybody out here on this beautiful day and everybody pitching uh, together to make it happen. Thank you. Um, So our budget uh, proposal for next fiscal year that we presented to the county commissioners Um, is all about what is uh, next in store uh, for us as a community as we learn from what happened during the COVID pandemic or what is happening during the COVID pandemic and as we work to get better prepared uh, for what might be in store in the future. Um, So we've learned a lot of lessons during COVID-19 and are still learning those lessons. Uh, But one thing that we've really learned is that the public health infrastructure at the local level, at the state level, uh, is it just doesn't have, um, didn't have the uh, the preparedness in place for a, a crisis of this magnitude. And they, this pandemic has been really complex. Uh, we've had to mobilize many new staff, our surge staff is what we call them, um, to help us respond. Uh, but uh, when you have, uh, thank you, When when you have all these new staff and people jumping on board, you need people who are experienced and knowledgeable, and have been here for a long time to manage them. Uh, and our core staff that we have as a health department, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're not, uh, they, they don't have all the the numbers of people that we need to manage the, the volume of new staff that we bring on as surge capacity. So uh, our budget proposal is about better preparing us uh, to be able to handle uh, future pandemics or epidemics or outbreaks. I mean, there's so many different emergency events that happen that we deal with in public health. And uh, we just have learned a lot and want to be better prepared for that. So we proposed um, funding, uh, new funding uh, for the commissioners to support uh, more infectious disease nursing staff uh, and also uh, better, data, uh, better data analytics, informatics, so where data systems connect to one another and we can uh, be more efficient with how we track disease and predict disease outbreaks. Uh, and then also we proposed um, a, a position for us to better help us with emergency preparedness and uh, coordinating uh, the role of the local health department is to coordinate what's called emergency support function eight. So those are health and medical kind of events. We work with all of our partners on addressing that, but we're the we're the subject matter experts on that. And so we have to provide leadership when those types of events come about. And we need a person uh, to really help us uh, coordinate And better prepare for those types of events in our community.
1: Um, So, if we look at your budget, uh, one, I don't think a lot of people understand how uh, you're funding. Yes, you're St. Mary's County, but you're not really a St. Mary's County.
4: (laughs) Oh, we are totally local. Our mission is all local. You serving our local community, but we are hybrid entities. So local health departments in Maryland okay. are hybrid entities. They are, um, their mission is all about their local population. Uh, that's what our focus is. That's who we hire. That's where we live. Uh, and uh, we, we are all about our local community and local is best. However, uh, we use the state infrastructure for HR. So our positions, our people are hired through the state HR system, our regulations, are um, uh, both local, state, and federal. Our um, uh, leadership or governance is primarily through the local board of health, uh, but we also have, uh, are under the secretary of health um, at the state level as well. So uh, and our funding, um, our funding uh, comes from both state, local, and grants. Actually, most of our funding comes from grants. Uh, a very uh, small percentage of our budget is the state funding. Um, a slightly greater percentage of our budget is from local uh, funding. And the vast majority of our budget comes from a whole slew of different uh, federal, state, private um, grants that fund a lot of our work. So we're hybrid with a local mission.
1: I apologize. I didn't mean to call you one to one. Sure. It's like I I understand you're you're local and you you definitely do a great job taking care of uh, us here in St. Mary's County. Thank so looking looking at your your budget, um, the county supported budget. Since we're focusing on the on the local budget here, the portion of uh, the budget that um, that would be supported by the county, you requested three point four million, and they recommended seven uh, two point seven six million. Uh, so that's a, about a an increase. The two point seven six is about an increase of about one hundred fifty thousand dollars from last year. So, um, can you tell us what's in it what caused it to increase? Is that is that just the uh, the positions? Um, Yeah, so
4: a part of what we requested were the positions, Mm -hmm. and that's what the commissioners are reviewing, and and they'll come out with their um, final budget, obviously, in the next handful of weeks. Um, But we also requested the commissioners to support a cost of living adjustment uh, for our uh, employees. And so as, you know, cost of living adjustments happen periodically for various types of employees, including county government employees and also uh, the employees at the health department. Roger that. And
1: so, when we talk about the increase, you have to talk about the amount that we didn't get. So, looking at the six hundred thousand that we did not get, what uh, what was uh, included in, and uh, wh- where was that funding supposed to be going?
4: Um, so, we've requested the positions, and uh, what's I'm still following what the commissioners are going to do and what their final decisions are going to be, and uh, we'll certainly uh, appeal what's not uh, yet in the budget.
1: Roger that. Um, sorry about that one. I was just, just kind of curious about what, what what are we not going to get for that 600 that, that they yeah. didn't let us go, <laughs> mind. Anyway, but, but thank you, ma'am. We appreciate you Do you have anything else that you uh, wanted to highlight for your budget?
4: Uh, just, uh, this is the time to get vaccinated. We've got lots of opportunities coming ahead. There'll be some announcements tomorrow as well. For new vaccine opportunities, we'll have, uh, we're, we're vaccinating uh, high school students, so if you have a, a student uh, Child that goes to Great Mills High School, Chopticon High School, or Leonardtown High School, or any of the non-public high schools, if they're at least 16 years old, you should have an invitation for them to register.
1: Roger that. Once again, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. So, budget talk. I know that's your favorite, Adrian.
2: It, it really <laughs> is my favorite. Look at look at my face. <laughs> my favorite.
1: Uh, but see, but Dr. Brewster did a really good job of, of highlighting um, what was included and then talking about the resources instead of us talking about numbers. Like I love. I <laughs> anyway, all right. So we are going to go to uh, our second head of the Three-Headed Monster, uh, the, the safety portion of Three-Headed Monster. Three-Headed Monster.
2: These words. You don't like Three-Headed
1: Monster? <laughs> no, I don't like that. Why not?
2: I just don't like
1: it. Because equity shouldn't be a monster? Well. But everybody's okay. afraid of it.
2: No, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, we, we
1: have yeah, yeah. Sheriff Tim okay. Cameron with us. Okay, welcome. Okay. Hey, thank you. Um, So instead of us talking about the born budget, can you just tell us what you bought this year? Well, you're buying next
3: year. Well, sure. (laughs) Um, So, overall, our budget reflects the the mission and objectives of the Sheriff's Office, which is uh, to stay current in our crime fighting skills and be able to provide safety and security for our various communities. A lot is changing in law enforcement, the demand specifically. Um, we're sitting right now in the, the mass vac site. One of the things that changed is the addition of uh, the responsibility of providing security at these sites. Um, that's something that that responsibility has grown as the world has changed and our demands have changed. So uh, the budget, again, reflects that. So. Uh, the significant increase in our budget or additional full-time equivalents or new employees, spe- specifically uh, 20 correctional officers. Uh, that is based on the expansion of our detention center, which that project is uh, coming to a close, and we eagerly anticipate the opening of that annex and some other features in the detention center. Uh, and then uh, expanding uh, the core of our police officers, this will be the first time since 2017 that we've gotten a new deputy sheriff position. So uh, one of the initiatives was to add to our traffic safety unit um, to provide uh, you know, full-time focused traffic uh, enforcement and deterrence of accidents, especially along the 235 corridor. And this was very important to the commissioners. Yeah. Um, we have also expanded uh, through our request for two additional deputy sheriffs for a North end cops unit. Our our cops unit in Lexington park has been really successful. So we want to replicate that in the North end and provide that same service in the North end. And then lastly, uh, to move towards, uh, what's been a goal for a number of years. And that's a district based policing where our deputies now report to one place Leonardtown, and they're spread throughout the County. Um, the commissioners have, uh, Work with us to develop district stations. We have a brand new one on Great Mills Road, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, we have a new station uh, in Charlotte Hall, a yeah. Visitor Center, which has been uh, reconfigured to our district one station and district three station, which is in first colony should be open. Uh, I anticipate a opening ceremony, ribbon cutting this month. So that means deputies will report to those stations and work out of those stations. Mm-hmm. So the idea of uh, responsibility for those specific areas to that group that works there will be very, uh, very simple the way it's laid out. So I hold uh, our personnel accountable for everything that happens in those areas. So now it'll allow us to apply different crime fighting techniques. So um, that's a significant amount I mean, the two point six million dollar increase is really all personnel. And I know that BJ and I have talked uh, pre-show about some of the equipment. Well, when you're bringing on a number of new FTEs and the numbers we are, when we ask for a new FTE of deputy sheriff, we factor in everything, all the equipment, all the car, all the training, which is a significant investment. Um, Right now we are um, having a lot of success recruiting new personnel. Mm -hmm. um, And I look forward to, uh, filling the vacancies uh, that we have forthcoming with a number of retirements, which again, the commissioner's uh, forward funded us in those positions. And uh, I hope we're successful in this budget. It will take, um, I think policing to a new level in the county unlike ever before with the idea of these districts.
2: Absolutely. And um, What type of grants um, have you been um, awarded or taken advantage of um, that are connected in with, what, um, with the sheriff's department and what you all do? community?
3: Yeah, so we, um, we pursue uh, a number of grant opportunities every year, and I think we're a little over 2 million this year. One of the significant ones uh, was a grant that helped support some of the uh, objectives of our Youth Gun Violence Task Force, which was part of that equity task force, um, uh, namely uh, a crime fighting tool uh, that helps us to extrapolate data from our computer systems um, and, and predict some crime areas. And we put deputies there in advance. Um, also a media campaign for gun safety. Um, so we're looking forward. We're, we're moving now on the uh, uh, the crime fighting aspect of it. The software it's called PredPol. Um, and I anticipate that we'll uh, this summer uh, start our marketing campaign on gun safety, which I would, you know, I'd like to, um, we've talked about this part of the equity task force that we uh, join with public health and -hmm. our schools as well.
2: And so um, I'm gonna pull BJ back up because I think he has a couple of budget questions
3: to ask you. He's a budget guy. He's the budget guy. (laughs) Budget guy.
1: Y'all need budget guys in your life. Like, Amen. Me. I believe you. <laughs> like, trust me. I look at that that, uh, that capital improvement plan. We'll talk about that with uh, O'Connor a little bit later. Because uh, the, re- really
3: the, the reality <laughs> of the budget is, as soon as the budget is done, you start on your next one. Sure. I mean, Budget <laughs> budget never ends for yes. us. Um, mm-hmm. We constantly are crunching numbers and working in concert with our partners and the and the board of commissioners to to use the resources provided by our citizens absolutely the best way we can.
1: And, and the, the budget is never correct until it's done. Um, and, but um, one, one of the things I, I saw in um, for uh, the sheriff department, do you all give grants out to organizations? Uh,
3: no, we don't, but okay. we'll, we, uh, we try to leverage our app grant applications okay. to leverage as many partners as we can Okay. I think uh, when grant entities look at your grant submission, the more people you have brought into that, right? There's the uh, other organizations that are going to work at whatever, um, whatever the grant topic is, the, the more likely you are to, to receive that grant. Um, President, you know, working in a silo by yourself is not as successful as working with several partners, especially when you're talking about community development or. Community impacts.
1: So hopefully, uh, one day soon, we'll have uh, NAACP or Rebel One on one of those grants, uh, support supporting the effort in the community. Um, looking forward to to making that happen. Uh, one one last thing, um, you, did you talk about all the, the positions that you have included uh, that you increased?
3: Yeah, I did a little bit, and, and that's uh, that's the crux of our budget. Um, yeah. So uh, the 20 correctional officers that yeah. was in last year's CIP, it was in the CIP again the, um, uh, again this year. So that was not a surprise.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that, those are based on the new annex, but also uh, the refinement and expansion of other areas inside uh, the detention center, um, which will be significant in our ability to provide programmatic services to our inmates. In other words, do absolutely the best we can with them while we have them. And hopefully through life skills and training, we won't see them come back. And that's all about reducing uh, recidivism. And uh, I know, you know, through the uh, equity task force uh, and working with Dr. Brewster, uh, we were able to erect a community correction center, which is part of a a number of programs that we have in the detention center, but simply didn't have space for it. being able to provide services for those inmates that are out on pre-trial or need continued services uh, is, is a reality now uh, with that new structure. Um, in the police world, again, um, uh, we want to expand our traffic safety unit. We have one officer assigned to traffic safety. Uh, we've asked for additional uh, additional deputy sheriff and a supervisor. So uh, the supervisor will do what the, the one deputy sheriff is often toiled with the Nets reviewing action reports. So okay. those two traffic safety uh, officers can be out on the street mornings or evenings, especially on 235. You know, the number one complaint that I get far and away is traffic. People complain about traffic, especially in communities because that that en- endangers children and pedestrians and people riding bicycles. So that's certainly a quality of life issue. So. Um, that'll be a good place to start to really start to address some of those community concerns. Um, and again, you- the district-based policing, we'd expand our ranks so we can start to uh, uh, work from districts instead of out of Leonardtown. So, you know, the the station near you would be where all the police would be going and coming and everything in that district would work out of there. And it's probably going to take us a couple of years to fully develop that, but we have a solid start uh, the station on Great Mills Road has uh, uh, been a, really a wonderful addition for us. Charlotte Hall, again, uh, First Colony will be online here very soon. And in the CIP, um, in the out years, in the next three or four years, we'll start to develop. We already are, actually, for a new headquarters building. Um, and that will also continue what we will call District 2. So, again, that's... Those district stations will be in the heart of the community those officers serve. So citizens will have one place to go, they don't necessarily have to come to Leonardtown to conduct any business with us. And it puts us right in the heart of that community and we will be uh, very aware of everything going on in that community and and I hope be able to respond uh, quickly.
1: Uh, one one uh, health related um, FT you added,
3: was that, was that a new one of the, that y'all added to that? Yeah, so uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, in March, when COVID really was into full swing, um, we were, like everyone, significantly affected, adversely affected by COVID in the ranks of our personnel. As you can imagine, we were really concerned about the inmates in our detention center and how quickly that may spread um, we were very concerned about our correctional officers, because most likely if COVID came in our detention center, it would be through transmission from a correctional officer bringing it in. And then, of course, in our police employees, so there were so many unknowns. And so we were trying to track COVID. We were trying to, to follow the protocols and all the executive orders. So um, there are a few people as disciplined and regimented and knowledgeable as a nurse. So in cooperation with Dr. Brewster, she helped me find uh, a nurse that we brought on part time um, and we used uh, temporary part time funding for that nurse. She has become such a staple and so important to the rank and file and the management of the sheriff's office. We see that it is a great benefit for the health, welfare and resiliency of all of our employees to bring her on full time. I mean, it really has been. uh, uh Really, very, very important for us and the health of our employees to keep people in battery. It's kind of like managing a football team. After the game on Sunday, you're not really sure who's going to be nicked up or injured on Monday. So every morning, I um, I'm I'm waiting for the nurses' daily report on how many people are self-isolating, who are quarantined, um, and so on. And thankfully, with the vaccines which were offered to public safety very early, um, we have narrowed those numbers down dramatically.
1: Roger. That. All right. Um, well, once again, we definitely appreciate um, you taking time to share uh, some of the highlights from um, the, the budget this year. Uh, you have any part shots for us?
3: No, other than I really appreciate being invited. I wish we were in a park, but this is pretty nice. Yeah, uh, this is an incredible uh, operation here. This vaccination site at Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department. And I would encourage everybody to come out and get vaccinated. Thank you all very much.
1: Absolutely, thank you. All right, all right, man. Yeah, so, a uh, couple pieces of the budget covered. Now we're about to get to to the monster, the, the department that actually has the budget the size of the county. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's for the kids, though. It's for the it's kids. For the kids, absolutely. For the kids. Anything for the kids. All right, Doctor Smith.
5: Doctor oh, Smith, how are you? Afternoon, I had to I had to move outside because I couldn't silence my phone all the way. But we are all here at the mass vax uh, site at the, here at the Hollywood. Uh, what a great to be and, and um, uh, put a little plug in uh, later this week on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we're looking to vaccinate or have the ability to vaccinate um, all high school students age 16 years and older. So uh, we'll be doing a little announcement about that tomorrow. But uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be very busy, and I hope to be spending a lot more time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday seeing our kids.
1: Roger that. I'm exci- excited about. I didn't I didn't know if, uh, if if kids were actually gonna get it because uh, it was like uh, was it it's only Pfizer so that 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 can actually uh, we can actually vaccinate anybody under 18. So. I'm wondering about those middle school kids and how are we going to get to, you know, the younger, the younger generation. Um, So you want
5: to I'm here to talk budget. So um, we have a two hundred and thirty three million dollar budget. It's only two million. Uh It's a whole bunch of. uh, we used uh, last year to make that budget work. We we had to we had to um, uh, use uh, fund balance. So this year, although the overall amount is only two million dollars more, we're looking for um, recurring money to go in. So looks um, like there's an ambulance or something going by. So uh, the the budget itself, um, we're in pretty good shape. We're we're right down to the wire. Uh, we the only thing that's really in our budget for the 2022 uh, school year is a uh, compensation for staff um, pretty much that's it we have a negotiated agreement that covers our 2200 employees and they negotiated in good faith that come july 1 everybody will get a merit step and a 1.75 uh salary scale adjustment so that we'd be better aligned to our neighbors in charles county uh, Calvert County and uh, Prince George's County so that really is all is that there are no new positions in our budget there are no new initiatives in our budget um, it is it is simply that and we, we come down right to the wire um, we need about three million dollars more about three point two million dollars more exactly to be able to fully fund the negotiated agreement and cover such incremental costs such as health care um, we are in good shape because we know we're coming up on a, a budget hearing and the budget hearing, it looks like they're carrying about $3.2 million in reserve. So uh, there's money on the table to solve all the problems and make everybody um, uh, be be satisfied with where we end up for next year. It's just a question of what that's gonna look like and, and how well that budget hearing goes and, and uh, our continued work with uh, our local commissioners. And I'm glad that uh, Commissioner O'Connor is here today. It's great talking with him. I appreciate his uh, interactions recently with uh, representatives from ESBIC. Um, it oh, yeah, shows the yeah. great collaborative uh, partnerships that we have in St. Mary's County.
1: Yeah. Um, just just to highlight that that opportunity with Easement, uh, let me tell you that that group first they are very budget conscious. Uh, the questions that you heard there in the in that forum, uh, I don't I'm not sure that I could have come up with a lot of it um, because they were definitely into the weeds on the budget about. Uh, forecasting. And, and I, I mean, I was, I was excited. I was like, oh man, we have some true uh, concerned citizens here in St. Mary's County. Uh, so it was, it was definitely excited to be a part of that conver- Exciting to be a part of that conversation. Um, just, just looking at your budget. I, when we, when we talk about uh, the full budget, we, we look at the, 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 the 230, but how much is like? Can you explain how your funding works? Because you're not asking for that much from the county,
5: right? Oh, certainly. No. So we receive uh, basically it's it's almost split down the middle. About half of our money comes from the state, and about half of the money comes from the local uh, St. Mary's County. And then we have several million dollars that comes in through federal uh, the federal government and and through recurring uh, sources and and aid through Title One, Title Two, Title Four, Title Nine, Title Ten. Um, so even though the overall budget is $233 million, um, the, the portion that we're talking about most closely down here and the only portion of the budget we can ever really affect is uh, from local uh, funding sources. So uh, what we're looking for is a total, I think we, we had a, we're looking for a, a total of $118 million now. Um, and they only we, gave you 112. We got a shortage six, baby. Yeah, oh, so, so we're, <laughs> we're a bit shy. So we've already we've already drawn back some of the things that we originally had included in the budget, um, some enhancements, some additional positions, some expansions of, of opportunities for for uh, for students. So we pared it down to just the the amount of money that we need to meet the negotiated agreement for all of our employees. And of that pared down number, we're still three million dollars short.
1: Got gotcha. you. Um, so when we look when we look at some of the line items, and you're right, most of it, most of the 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 uh, the increases are tied to salaries. Salads. The the I I think it would be interesting. Well, it would be good to discuss quickly the special education um, increase because it's about four hundred thousand there, and this this is important to me. My son is in the sale program, so at at Great Mills. And if we're talking about increasing the budget there, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, well, I'd like to hear about what we're getting for an additional almost half million.
5: Yeah. So uh, the, again, the, the the increase for special education, I believe there's two positions in there. Um, it's okay. also for expanded compensation uh, for um, uh, services. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we uh, you, We have to provide educational services. We have to do extended year educational services so the amount that four hundred thousand dollars uh covers all of that plus the money that we'll be receiving in, in grants and things such as that um of of all the things in the budget the special ed budget is one of the most challenging to forecast from year to year because it has to be built specifically for each child's individualized educational plan and what is in it. So, you know, you're guaranteed so many service hours, we have to build a budget that'll actually cover that year to year. And we saw a marked increase last year of um, the expense of -of out-of-county placements. So for Mm -hmm. students who have educational, emotional, social, emotional needs, what have you, that we can't meet their needs down here in St. Mary's County, and we have to then place them in an educational setting outside of the county uh, we saw a pretty substantial increase uh, in in that uh, last year going into this year.
1: Is that going to continue uh, the out of service? I mean, uh, the, the out of uh, area services?
5: Well, so, I mean, that's the challenge that you face. Right. So you if you're if you're funded well, you can build program in county. If you don't have that funding, then you're going to have to seek an alternative. Um, so, uh, there's been a lot of conversations about, uh, bringing down, uh, larger regional programs into the County, but that's just, a, it's, again, as with anything, it's a question of money. So every single year we, we start out with, uh, and as Tim, as a uh, Sheriff Cameron referenced, you know, as soon as this budget's finished, you're working on the next one, right? right? So we start with, this is, this is what we want. And then we get to, this is what we, this is what we need. And then we get to, this is what we actually are receiving. So, um. Yeah, year to year, special education is going to be obviously uh, in the forefront as we as we recover from and come out of this pandemic.
1: Roger that. Um, so when we when we look into um, un, well, understanding that we've had a challenging year uh, given the virtual learning environment, um, what <clears throat> what have you uh, allotted for um, to 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 try to to recover some of the lost education opportunity from the the first three quarters?
5: So a lot of that funding is actually coming from the federal government. Okay. So so these gigantic $2 trillion at a time uh, bills, Heroes 1, Heroes 2, American Rescue Plan, and I don't know what the the one they're working on now is called, but um, each one of those comes with funding. So that will be the money that will be used to uh, extend the school year. We're going to have a really – Robust summer school uh, program, uh, eight to eight or nine weeks worth of summer school, um, and then we're going to provide uh, extended day services all throughout next year to, to catch to catch kids up as well. And we'll we won't be using any of the local funds for that. All of that funding is going to come from the federal government, uh, and specifically the ESSER R two funds and the American Rescue Plan fund.
1: Roger that. So my last random budget question um, ties to transportation. So we yep. got about a six hundred and twenty thousand dollar increase on pr- transportation. Um is that is that just to account for um the the expected high participation in the summer school or oh um, no no that
5: that money is uh built in for compensation of bus drivers, attendance, as well as uh expanding the level of um, funding that we provide them for uh their health care.
1: Roger that. Yep. Okay, well. Definitely need need those. Uh, make sure we need to make sure that those uh, those drivers are properly oh. compensated. So,
5: when we're talking about heroes, bus drivers and bus drivers are absolute heroes. We we do yes, our job if they can't do theirs. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I remember being uh, uh, in, in high school and and definitely uh, the mo- one of the one of the most respected uh, school uh, members of our school personnel was our bus driver. It's like. We wouldn't act a fool in her bus at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but <clears throat> definitely appreciate your time. You have any parting shots for us?
5: No, just that uh, we have a, a budget hearings coming up on uh, April 27th, I think. Uh, if I'm wrong, Commissioner O'Connor can correct me. Uh, the I think that the commissioners really need to hear how important education is to all of us. Even if you don't have a child in school, we definitely see what happens when when schools aren't able to to house kids every single day and provide the services to them. So, um, we're a we're a vital part of the economy. Um, we are absolutely an essential part and uh, service in Saint Mary's, and and we're so close with the budget. Uh, we're looking at we're looking for three million dollars to make sure that we can give our staff what they've so rightfully earned.
1: Roger that. Unfortunately, I didn't even get to get an opportunity to talk about all the capital improvement that you have coming up next year. <laughs> um, but I, I would I would encourage you to take a look in into the comments. I, I just noticed that there are several people that uh, have dropped a few questions for you. So um, if you can if you can look into the comments and um, and, and respond to, to a few of those okay. uh, while while we while we keep it moving. But thank right. you for your time, sir.
5: Thanks.
1: All right. Yeah, I definitely get nervous uh, talking about, talking about the school budget. It's Like that, I, I saw how aggressive uh, Easemik is, uh, and and trust me, uh, if I don't ask the right questions, uh, they might hit me up like they did um, uh, Commissioner O'Connor. Um, and I'm telling you, they were they were about to get to him. The only thing that saved him was his son. His son showed up. And everybody just melted. I mean, like you, you just saw everybody getting getting their questions ready and it was it was about to go down. Son walked in and everybody, oh that's <laughs> <was> so precious. <laughs> it was like he got me too. I was like, oh God. <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was one of the cutest little things. So um, but thank you for joining us, Commissioner O'Connor. Um we, we got you you back cleaning up because uh, you got to talk about the high level stuff. All the, all the pieces that we did, didn't get an opportunity to cover because, you know, if we brought every department head in here to talk about their budget, um, yeah, we'd have to be in here for like a few weeks because apparently that's what you all do. So um, it just at a high level, can you tell, tell us what the budget looks like? What? What um? I so said, what are we getting for our two hundred and ninety-three million dollars?
6: Well, definitely uh, this year the budget. Well, you know, obviously I'm not happy with the budget and and how it's posed. So, you know, for for your services, there's eighty-three new positions that have been added to county government. Uh, that includes correctional officers, deputies, and it also includes a, a bulk majority of. Uh, EMTs and paramedics. So, that, that's a big portion of the budget. Um, we have worked very closely with our volunteer community to come up with this plan. So, you got 32 EMTs, four paramedics, and they're going to be working closely with the volunteer rescue services to go ahead and provide those life-saving measures. Um, and a big thing on that is the partnership. The The 20 correctional officers, they were built in, and you heard the sheriff talk about the expansion at the adult Uh, rehabilitation center, right? And and that's part of it, they were built into that. So those 20 positions are there. And then of course, traffic safety, the community policing and the district-based policing. All those were very important projects that we've worked on for a very long time. You know, the sheriff's had it on his uh, radar for years. Uh, And, you know, it was something that I wanted to tackle and make sure that we were able to make happen. So now we're here and it, it definitely is gonna take it to a different level. Um, you know, Public Works has had some positions to keep up with the roadways, our parks. we got Parks and Rec that we're expanding our facilities with Parks and Rec. Uh, we're working with the school system now uh, as well for, to hopefully develop a uh, a partnership with them so we can even expand our field, so there's developments there. Uh, there. There are some great things happening in the budget, so I'm not completely disappointed. But, you know, I do think when you say services, that you have to look at money that's left over, that's left on the table.
1: Yeah, we we always hear um, about this fund balance. Uh, one, um, can can you explain exactly what that is, um, and how do we what what it is, how we end up generating it, and what exactly uh, does that? do you anticipate that to look like this year?
6: All right. So fund balance, there, there's two ways it's generated. Uh, one way is the, you know vacancies within county government, they do salary sweeps throughout the year. All right. That, that's acceptable. That means that the service has been provided. We just couldn't fill the vacancies. That happens. Um, in this instance, or in, in the past, what's happened is fund balance is considered money left on the table. You can't, put it towards operating expenses anymore because it's a one-time expense. So you can go buy things with that, you know, one-time things, that's it. So you're not going to be able to have that employee that will be able to be providing services or you're not going to be able to put it towards uh, payroll and, uh, you know, negotiated agreement, for instance. So how the fund balance comes around is, is underestimating revenue. And in this instance, this board is underestimated revenue. So we started at 3%, which is very, very low. Uh, it, it was horribly low. And it put everybody in a budget uh, pinch to the point where we had to go back and tell people, you know, you need to go rework your budgets, come back, figure out what you can cut, what you can spend in different places. Commissioner Colvin and I worked on uh, the other commissioners to a certain extent got us up to 3.5. Uh, every half percent is about you know $1.3 million. And uh, it, that That seems it's a huge number, but when you're talking about a a massive budget, uh, those are things that can go to payroll. So either way, 3.5%, our growth is 5.5%. What does that mean? That means you have income tax coming in at roughly 5.5%. You have sales tax, you have property tax. That money is left on the table. And this year by underestimating our growth, We are leaving close to $15 million on the table, $15 million in December. We're anticipated to have a fund balance of $15 million of services that are not provided to the citizens of this county. That's what that means. That means that the negotiated agreement, if we're not estimating it properly, that can't be funded. The uh, parity and uh, step up for the sheriff's department, which was a million dollars, so we don't lose deputies, that's not going to be funded. Uh, so there's a lot of things that won't be funded because of revenues being underestimated and you're losing services and And then you'll just have a big pile pile of money, uh, sitting there.
1: Roger that. So although piles of money sound, uh, sound good, um, for, uh, people individually, uh, you already took my money. So I don't want you to just be holding my money sitting up, um, and not providing services. <laughs> I need you to do something with it unless you're gonna give it back. Um <clears throat> the um the three percent, uh when you when you talk about three percent growth, can you explain exactly what how that calculation comes? Are we just talking? I mean, are we just talking about income? I mean income tax, we're talking about property tax, we're talking about like when you say three percent as far as your forecasting goes, what what exactly does that go?
6: So 3% actually focuses more so on the income tax. Um, However, the growth in the county is attributed to property taxes as well. So it's all affected. Um, Growth means how fast people are moving to the county, how many people are getting jobs in the county, and the money that comes from the taxes that are already in place. So some of this growth that we saw was because some of the commissioners, uh, two budget cycles ago, put an income tax increase on uh, your income. So now we're starting to see an influx of that. What growth means is the state says, this is how much money you're going to get. So our chief financial officer comes back and says, for the last five years, you've got your growth rate is 5.5% above what it was last year. Okay, so now we're estimating that it's only going to be 3%. Mind you, that's not a data-driven sol- solution. It's not a data-driven decision. This is uh, a decision that was made by the commissioners go under the data-driven um, forecast from our CFO. That's that's how growth works. And and of course, there's millions of dollars tied to every percentage that's associated with with growth. And, and to your point about, about taxes, taxes, I, I agree. agree. I've been um, trying to get this veterans off property off. tax break and it's not happening.
1: Roger that. So what you're saying is you're never going to give us those piles of cash back. You know, but, but if you if you could find a way to make that happen, I'd be OK. If you all not going to spend it, you might as well get it back. Um, <clears throat> but uh well let me ask you a question about the the fund balance cuz i know we always talk about well you mentioned here that that um that that we can't use it uh for for um basic operation but is there a mechanism to to adjust um am oh, sorry <laughs> got an alert on my on my notes page um is the, is there are there are there any mechanisms or is there a way that we can um adjust or well, move budget, move some of the fund balance to to help fund some of the operating costs somehow?
6: No. Fund balance is, is per, only for one-time expenses. Once, once it's not allocated in the operating budget, that's it. It's no longer budgeted for. So you can only spend it on one-time expenses. There's ways to go ahead and put it into particular projects and lower the rate of the project, which is what um, some of the commissioners are trying to do. They're trying to build that fund balance so they don't have to go and get the bond market and get that money. But no, once it's sitting there in the savings account, that's exactly what it is.
1: Roger that. Um, Talking about the, some of those projects real quick. Um, I know uh, there's a group around the County that has been uh, patiently awaiting the day when engineering funds for the community center finally hit the next, next fiscal year. Um, this is that year. Uh, can you tell us about some of the other fund projects that are um, beginning beginning or will continue uh, in this in this current budget?
6: Absolutely. So Arson uh, Rec is is expanding out with fields and turf fields. Um, they're, they're in right now and uh, they are getting highly used. In fact, since we put them in, we've had uh, Montgomery County come down and play, is playing an entire tournament down here. Um, yeah, we have the, the Sheriff's Department headquarters. We have the District 2 station, which I, I still think needs some uh, work done to it. So there, there is some money that's allocated there for that project. Uh, we have the District 3 station for the Sheriff's Office, which that money's in there. Uh, the, the Sheriff's Department, Department headquarters is actually getting ready to go to procurement so that's that's a big one right there transportation that's another huge one that this money is going to um so we have a lot of community investment in everything that we're doing to include roadway infrastructure improvements so it's a matter of uh demands are coming from the citizens and meeting those demands so those are some of the massive projects that we have on the books as well as some we some school projects as well because we help pay for the school projects
1: Roger that so i don't don't think it's a big number for fdr this year shout out to that no
6: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it'll actually be done. um you know
1: in Uh, in your grandkids lifetime so
6: yes yes
1: (laughs) anyway Um, well if there if there's anything else you'd like to highlight um because i i have a of questions here but at this point we're at 615 and I don't want to keep asking these budget type numbers uh Adrian's going to keep kicking me under the table (laughs) well
6: Well, no I I do and it's very important to me um this this public hearing on the 27th superintendent smith was right dr smith um you know we need people to come out commissioner colvin and I need the people to come out you can't sit at home you have to engage in your government and you have to speak from the heart. Fact is, is this is the first time that I've seen ESMIC and lined up with uh, looking at public safety and saying, hey, you know, they deserve to be where they need to be. The sheriff highlighted something that, you know, when I, when I set out into office, I, I wanted to make happen. We were turning over $3.8 million a year in, in deputies leaving because they were woefully paid, they have the technology. They had the leadership that was there, but the money just wasn't there for the first time, fully staffed where we're adding people that is so paramount. We do not want to lose these deputies. We do not want to lose them and pay is a big factor that goes with it. And this million dollars to allocate, to keep them on par with Maryland state police, the surrounding counties. We don't want to lose the Prince George's County or any place else for that matter, we need to pay them for the job that they do. They're putting their lives at risk. Our teachers. This negotiated agreement needs to be funded. There is no doubt in my mind it can be funded when you look at the data that is there, all right? There's no reason to make this budget contentious. We have to come together. We have to do what's right for the people. We should be forecasting our growth appropriately, not building a fund balance, but putting people's money to work because that's what they pay taxes for. They pay taxes so they can get results. It's not my money, it's their money. I'm there to safeguard it. Point blank, if we're not doing that, We're doing an injustice to every single citizen in St. Mary's County, because they love their sheriff's department here. They love their teachers here. I want to keep teachers in St. Mary's County. I don't want to see them go to Charles. I don't want to see them go to Calvert. I'm tired of hearing the argument that, oh, what is Charles and Calvert doing? You know what, I don't care. We're St. Mary's County. We were the first, we can be the first, we should always be the first. So let's be the first and do it right and set the example so everybody else is saying, what is St. Mary's County doing? Because that's what I want. That's exactly what I want. So, you know, that's my drive. That's my motivation. I can't speak for Mr. Colvin, but I know he's there. I'm
1: going to need you not to be on my show campaigning. No. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you this. I'm speaking from heart. the heart.
6: That's what I told the teacher. <laughs> I'm just speaking from the heart. I got no notes. All right,
1: heart. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but uh, honestly, honestly, yeah. one of the things that the the first, the first piece, the first about St. Mary's, I love, I love what you said there and paying attention to what's been happening to Annapolis. I don't care how you feel about any of the bills that are up there. What has been painfully obvious is they don't care about us. And it's one of those things we have to make sure that we are self-sufficient and we are the best that we can be and it has to be, we have to be self-reliant, right? So it can't be something we're depending on from coming from elsewhere. So uh, us being first and making sure that we we put everything into that effort, um, I'm with you. We all we got, baby. Absolutely.
2: So, Absolutely.
6: Um, better believe it. I appreciate, appreciate y'all having me, I, for
1: sure. Yes, sir, definitely. Um, I, it was, I, I just like, I want to have an opportunity for us to, for, for more more than just me and Adrienne to, to sit here and talk about about the budget, because you should see the way her eyes glass over when I start or gloss over, glass gloss, whatever. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so she just tools me out. And, and the funny thing is, she has this little head nod thing that she does that pretends like I'm listening, but I can see it in her face. She's not, but I like to talk about it. So, whatever. So, thank I you. I gotta work on my
2: pretend, pretend skills. <laughs>
1: But, but thank thank you all so yeah, thank you what we generally do at the end of the show we have a lighthearted um a lighthearted portion and it's really quick uh we like to touch touch on uh something that is is usually uh relevant to the time period and w- this week was yeah. siblings week? siblings national siblings national siblings day, day was this week
2: was this week not sure when but it was this week you know how i know Because everybody on my Facebook page, including myself, put up pictures of our siblings or their kids. So it must be true because everything on Facebook is true. So therefore, we are going to talk about our siblings, National Siblings Day. So we'll pull everybody back up and just give a shout out to your siblings, if you have any, or sibling-like.
1: People if you don't have any. No 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 we have we have we have a lady in the house and we will be gentlemen. I thought we were gonna no we we can do that after we touch on Dr. Mm. That came out wrong. Uh, Dr. Brewster uh, goes first. (laughs) Dr. Brewster goes first, period, point blank. That's it. I'm going to stop
4: talking. Dr. Brewster, you (laughs) talk. Thank you. Um, So I'm one of four. I have three siblings and I love them all. And uh, one lives here in St. Mary's County and uh, she's pretty amazing. My sister, Monica Lee.
1: (laughs) Is your is your sibling the re- she was the she's reason the why you came to the county, right?
4: Uh yeah. Yeah, actually I've been coming to St. Mary's County for about, I don't know, 20 25 years now. Uh, but I've lived here now for 8 years. Thank you Monica Lee. <laughs> yes, thank you Monica Lee for many things. She's um, awesome. I guess I'll, I'll go, go next.
2: It. I have four I'm the oldest of four. Um And my brother Aaron, my brother Brian, and my sister Angela. My brother Aaron lives here in the county. He's an IT person. And my brother Brian, he lives in West Virginia. And my sister lives in England. She's been there for probably over eight years. So um, I love them. I love you guys. And that's it. Well,
1: We'll go back over to uh, Doctor Smith.
5: Hey, so yeah, so I am uh, one of three boys. Uh, I'm a I'm the middle son. My older brother Mark's in Boston. Shout out to Mark. My younger brother Paul's down in uh, Charlotte. So sh- shout out to them. Uh, I am absolutely the black sh- sheep of the family. So you know, go middle if you're a middle child, you're the and you know it. <laughs>
1: Thank you, thank you. All right, now, now, now to the law enforcement uh, group over there. <laughs>
3: yeah, thank you. I um, I have uh, two brothers and a sister that live uh, locally. I'll I'll say locally and shout out to them. I'm the youngest of that group, and then I have uh, uh, two brothers and a sister that I found out about in 1992 that are in Massachusetts. <laughs> Two of the brothers couldn't work Facebook if they had to, so I know I'm safe. But shout out to them, especially to my sister Sue. Thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. All right. Commissioner?
6: I'm now Dr. Mina Brewster. That's it. Uh, <laughs> definitely not uh, going to fulfill the role 100%. The... Um, yeah. No, my sister, she's amazing. Her name's Erin. She lives up in New York. She's a teacher. Um, she actually taught music and, and now she works for uh, a group home doing counseling and therapy. So, you know, she, she's awesome. Um, get to see her when she comes down and visits, we try to get up there, but you know, big shout out to her and, and everything that she does.
1: So I guess that leaves me. Uh, since this is streaming on my pra- page, it's a little pressure. Uh, so, I'm going to go down the list. Ladon, shout out to you. Willie, shout out to you. Tiffany, shout out to you. Marlena, shout out to you. Delenn, shout out to you. And the baby of the bunch. Jalen, you know you my heart. But you're like number three on the roster, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I love all my but my brother and my sisters, I love them all. And uh, they they all uh, support me as much as possible. Uh, and I'm sorry, cause I don't call y'all as, as, as much as I should, but I love y'all even though I don't talk to y'all, but I don't really talk to anybody. So there it is. All right, so. Um, TMI. My bad, my bad. That's what I, I mean, I don't have no filter, I'm sorry. All right, um, I'm just trying to speak from my heart like uh, the commissioner told us to do. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: but <laughs> thank you all. Uh, yes, for joining us, uh, the the equity task force definitely appreciate you all, um, and we definitely, uh, we being the NAACP would love to to figure out if if we can if we can come support you all in any way. Uh, some of, some of the things that you all have going um, are definitely benefiting our community um, in a positive way. So if we can help in any way, definitely call us.
2: And anytime, if you want to come on back on this platform for anything, if you want to just discuss a uh, you know an issue or put something out there to the public um you're more than welcome to come on anytime
1: and, w- and we're gonna actually start uh chopping some of these these episodes up so we can we can have snippets good snippets from from you all and and kind of and putting those out in, in like short uh short videos because you know this is a this is a big ass to ask somebody ask somebody to watch um an hour and a half i'm sure Uh, That's probably why the meetings are so long at the county level, because they really don't want us to watch four hours of meeting. You know, if y'all had a concise meeting, maybe you get more people to watch. So (laughs) anyway, but thank you all for joining us. We definitely appreciate your time and thank you for watching. Yeah, Thank you guys for watching out there. Everybody be be safe. Get vaccinated. Great. I got mine. Get yours. Oh, yeah. Second shot this week. All right, y'all. Be safe. All right.
2: Take care. Be safe.